Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Smart Home Collective Mini. There's plenty of news items and content to run through, so let's get started. Now, it wouldn't be an episode of the Smart Home Collective without talking about my favourite subject, matter. Last week, Stacey Hergenbotham over at stacyonioT.com did a blog post labelled Should You Sell All of Your Small Home Gear to Get Ready for Matter? And that question came in from one of our listeners uh, on Stacey's podcast, episode 321. Now, I pretty much agree with everything Stacey covered as part of the conversation response to the listener, which was pretty much slow down, don't panic. It's not doomsday just yet. Given that devices have only been tested at the moment, the indications that come fall or autumn is when we're going to start seeing some of those first products drip feed out. Now, when you think of product lifecycle as a whole, my feeling personally is that it's going to be mid to late next year before we start seeing wide-scale deployment and consumer products being released to the store. Now, I don't think manufacturers want to piss off consumers. Smart home consumers are a little bit still niche. The smart home thing is still very in its infancy. And can they really fuck off a lot of people who have invested so much time and money into the products? I don't think so. Stacey does go on in a blog post to mention that she reached out to Samsung regarding smart things. And they did confirm that the plan, and I'll use Inverticom as the current plan, is to support matter along with current compatible devices such as those with Zigbee and Z-Wave. So Samsung at the moment are still committing that they will, for the short term, continue to support other devices. Now next week, Stacey is actually chairing a conversation hosted by Silicon Labs uh, on Matter. Uh, you're going to have Allegiant, you're going to have Comcast, NanoLeaf, Wise and the Connected Standards Alliance all chipping in in this conversation Check it out, register for it. The date is, and I'm just scrolling through my notes right now. So it's June the 8th, so next Tuesday, June the 8th, 11 a.m. Central Time, which I believe is 5 p.m. UK time. Now you can register for that over at silabs.com and I'm guessing they'll just send you a link to the stream whenever it becomes available. Yeah, so check that out. If you're not already following Stacey or don't know who Stacey is, please check Stacey out. Wealth of knowledge, really fundamental in this industry. Stacey on IoT.com and our podcast is The Internet of Things. Now on to Home Assistant. If you're a Home Assistant user, then no doubt this week was one of the highlights, well, or will be, maybe, one of the highlights of your month. First Wednesday is always the release party. I love them. They're, they're great. There's something to look forward to. So this week was released 2021.6. And as always, you really should be checking out the Home Assistant release notes over at home-assistant.io and really just running through the, the, the post to make sure that anything that you have up and running isn't too badly affected. A couple of call-outs for me, integrations-wise. There is an integration for Garages Amsterdam, yeah, I'm sorry, I really shouldn't have attempted a Dutch accent there. So Garages Amsterdam is an integration, uh, an API provided by the municipality of Amsterdam, which measures the occupancy of Amsterdam parking garages. That's really clever. I think that's fantastic. So in effect, from what I'm reading here, is really within Amsterdam, there is a, a tool provided by the, the council, the government, 
which gives data around what spaces are available within, I'm guessing, public garages, which is actually pretty cool. Next one we have is Kraken. Now, if you're already in the cryptocurrency Bitcoin world, you'll be more than familiar with Kraken, which is a, it's an exchange, really, a place you can buy and sell cryptocurrency. And with the integration, you can actually now add the cryptocurrency exchange rates to Home Assistant, which is pretty cool. And I'm going to install that because I love my cryptocurrency. We have another weather integration, this time Meteo Climatic. Climat Meteo? Meteoclimatic? Meteoclimatic, we'll go with that. Which is another, as I said, a weather platform. I currently use Dark Sky, but that's due to be deprecated by the end of this year for existing users and is already deprecated for, for new users. So I think I'll be switching to Meteoclimatic. And the last integration I wanted to give a nod to is Wallbox. If you're lucky enough to have an EV and lucky enough to have a Wallbox, charger at your premises then there's an integration for you and includes such things as added energy charging power charging speed cost current mode max available power and state of charge go and get yourself some lovely ev charging data now as always we're always familiar with the releases and the number of breaking changes that come with them this release actually had quite a quite an unusual amount of breaking changes however home assistant have said listen for the most part don't worry, most of them are very much unnoticeable and it's really just a bit of a clean-up effort to try and flesh out some of old YAML scripts. But I think it's always important that you know what's being cleaned out as part of your Home Assistant install. So without repeating myself, get over there, check out the release notes and find out what breaking changes may be impacting your uh, home installation. Before we move on away from Home Assistant, I, I had to mention this video that Mark Watt, at Mark Watt Tech posted and it was how to control Home Assistant entities with Minecraft. Yep, you heard me right. You can now control Home Assistant with Minecraft. I find this just absolutely mind-blowing. I think it's so, so clever. If you have Home Assistant and you have Minecraft, you need to check this out. So head over to Mark Watt Tech. Mark runs through the background of how the integration, I suppose it is, came about uh, from Reddit, from a Reddit post, and then really just gained a lot of momentum which was then shared in the Home Assistant blog and had a lot of people wanting to chip in and, and help build it up. Mark runs through a very easy step-by-step -step guide of how to do the integration. It's a 22-odd minute video, so it's pretty in-depth. And it's really, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed at this and I'm actually now thinking of, of just installing Minecraft for the, for the hell of it, for shits and giggles, just so I can try and play it in with this. So, yeah, Home Assistant Minecraft, it's a thing. And head over to Mark Watt Tech. Now, if you're like me and COVID lockdown has not been kind to you, you might have found your waistline slightly expanding. I do consider myself a bit of a fat bastard right now. Get in my belly! But someone's here to save the day. Geo over at Smart Home Makers released a video last week to help those in need of a little bit of encouragement and using your smart home to do just that. Geo gives you some very clever ideas using... Door sensors, vibration sensors, how to keep you out of the cookie jar and keep you out of the sweetie cupboard. Uh, I'm guessing Geo's feeling a bit like me on the chubby side right now. So very, very funny video, Geo. You, you did make me laugh. Well done. So yeah, head over to Geo's Smart Home Makers. Check out some ideas to keep the, the treats cupboard closed. For Apple fans, it's that time of year again. 
WWDC is round the corner, running from June 7th to June 11th. So, what can we expect from WDC this year? Well, it's a software show for obvious reasons. Likely, we're going to get an iOS 15, iPad OS 15, possibly Mac OS 12, and maybe even a Watch OS 8 and TV OS 15. It's always jam-packed full of software, goodies, software, innovation ideas. Will this year be the same? Check it out, June 7th to June 11th. Final piece of news, Roku is looking to expand into the smart home. So earlier this year, there was a job listing for Director of Product Management Home Technologies, and that, now, that job listing has now been removed. This month, Roku announced they'd filled the role. Uh, they've hired Demir Skripik. Skripik? I think so you pronounce it. Now, he joined the company from Amazon. Before then, Demir worked for TP-Link and smart home security maker Arlo. So very much somebody who's lived and breathed smart home tech for the past couple of years. Now, Roku did release a statement, and it reads, While we are well positioned to help shape the future of television, including TV advertising, around the world, continued success relies on investing in IoT-driven technologies. Okay, so from that, I'm taking it away, is that Roku wants to get involved with releasing smart home devices, IoT devices. Perfect. Always want more competition and more products to choose from. My question is, is it too late? Has that ship sailed? Or actually, with Matter coming in the line, is this a perfect opportunity for Roku to use its Roku streaming device presence and marry that up with Matter devices? Hmm, I don't know. Possibly. And before I finish up, I wanted to give a shout out to my good man, Alexi, on Twitter. Alexi kindly 3D printed me some wall brackets for the Aclara PIR sensors. And these little brackets are very clever, almost in case the PIR sensors so that you can install them outside, keeps them protected from the rain slightly. They look very sleek. And up until now, I've really held off with forking out the money for more expensive external PIRs. So these little brackets do me perfectly. Alexi, thank you very much. If you want to check out Alexi's Twitter handle, it is at R-E-S-O-A-I. Alexi, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Rizoi. Okay, R-E-S-O-A-I. Check it, Alexi. And that's it. Another mini episode in the bag. Lads and ladettes, thank you very much for tuning in. This has been episode three of the Smart Home Collective Mini. Thank you.